Hello, and welcome to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur, where Hayut Yogev speaks with entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs about reaching or missing the critical point of approaching the right customer with the right message at the right time and place. The point where business success starts. And here is your host, Hayut Yogev. Rich or Miss, episode 144. Hey, my riches, I'm Hayut. And it's so great to be here with you on Monday morning. <laughs> the beginning of a new year is the best time to learn something new, implement new routines, and make this year your best year ever. My guest today uses the freedom of entrepreneurship for having his own successful business on the one hand and building his passion project on the other. He ended his interview by saying, You never reach the peak of the mountain. You just have the awesome delight every day of taking the next step and climbing. Let's meet Russell Deglish. Russell Deglish is a strategist and innovator, serial Scottish entrepreneur and investor. Russell has enjoyed the benefits of a highly successful international career in the technology sector and now focuses his efforts on supporting owners and boards of companies to devise and implement growth strategies to create shareholders' value. In his earlier career, he has held board leadership positions with international companies achieving turnover more than £200 million. Russell is founding managing partner of the advisory group Exalta Capital Partners, and founding chairman of the Scottish Business Network, the global network supporting Scottish. Not all work. Since turning 50, he has developed a passion for endurance events and can often be found at weekends mud splatters, clambering over obstacles and trying to keep up. Russell Delgish, what a pleasure to have you here. Hi! Hi. It's so great that you're here and I'm looking forward to hearing all the answers that you have to tell us and the stories that you have to tell us. I just shared with our listeners what you've done until now and I would like you to share with us what are you doing and most passionate about today and where are you heading? I'm feeling quite passionate about my country of Scotland today. <laughs> so I have the privilege to chair the organization Scottish Business Network, which is the largest diaspora network for Scots involved in business around the world. Yeah. So um, for the last three years, I've worked with some amazing Scottish businesses and I've been able to help them to use our diaspora of connections around the world to build their businesses. So that's what I'm really passionate about at, at the moment and um, growing it, getting more people involved. And this is something that you actually uh, founded? It started with you? Yes, we were sitting, my, um, myself and my colleague Christine were sitting in a, uh, in a cafe in London yeah. uh, just over three years ago and we decided we would try to 
bring together some people to to talk about Scotland, who had an interest in Scotland. I still live there. And um, it's kind of grown since then. You still live in Scotland? Yes, I live just outside the capital city of Edinburgh. Ah, so you were sitting together at the cafe and you thought of how to bring Scottish people together? Yes, what we thought was what would bring Scottish people together in London. Yeah. So we thought we would have an, a, a small meeting and bring together two or three people at round about our boardroom table. And we've kind of done events like that now all over the world. And it's just grown and grown and grown. We found that um, people who were born in Scotland, have family there, have worked in Scotland or studied in Scotland, have a, a great desire to hear what's happening in Scotland and are absolutely delighted to help see what they can do to help Scottish companies to achieve export success. So the idea is not only to hear what's new in Scotland, but mainly to be a network of uh, helping each other? That's correct. So what we do is we, we act as a bridge between Scottish companies and the Scottish diaspora based across the world. Sure. And do you have any gathering all together? You talked about physical meetings as well? Yes, yeah, so we hold there uh, must be about 30 meetings a year in London, and then we hold wow. meetings in Scotland. We launch in Atlanta, in Georgia, in the USA in January. We've done events in Dubai, Hong Kong, California. Yeah. Not Israel yet. Well, that would be great fun to do that. You should. Is it also something that you should uh, make some living out of, or just a smile to each other? Um, it's uh, the organization is uh, not for profit. Okay. So it's more to benefit others. It's not a commercial thing, as in it's not a business we're building to sell. It's a business we're building to help others and to grow the community. Hmm. You said that you are most passionate about today, and if I uh, if I'm correct, you also have another business that you are running. Is that true? Yes, I'm a managing partner of the company Exalta Capital Partners. Yeah. Uh, this is an advisory business that we run out of London that works with uh, smaller companies, say two million pounds up turnover, and we help them in the development of a strategy for growth. Yeah. And then we roll up our sleeves and help them to deliver that strategy. Well, and you're doing that for a long time or just like a boost to help them start? Seven years. Now, in terms of working with the companies, are you... Uh, just following them along the way or just like helping them to accelerate and then leaving them to their own way? We tend to be involved with the company for a long okay. period of time and will likely take um, board positions over time. And are the companies entrepreneurs or all kinds of companies? They're typically, a high propensity of them are technology companies. Okay. In a specific market or? No. So if we want to talk about your customers, who should we talk about? Should we talk about the Scottish network? Because you said that this is what you are most passionate about today. And it seems very interesting to me to speak about. I think I'm probably equally passionate about all the things I get involved in. But at this precise moment, I'm quite heavily involved with um, the Scottish Business Network because it's going through the scaling phase. Yeah. So... In my experience working with companies, as you're going through this accelerated scaling, it takes a, a, quite a lot of resource. 
Yeah, sure. No, because you're you're continually developing new commercial models, hiring new staff, opening new markets, getting new customers. So it's at that kind of stage. Yeah. And do you see yourself as entrepreneur? Um, I, I suppose so. <laughs> I've never really been that comfortable with the um, with the phrase. Why? Because I think I think it's quite broad. So if I saw myself as I am a um, my interest is business. I'm a risk taker hmm. and I like to build things. Hmm. It's a good question, of course, what entrepreneur is, because it started with startup companies and founders, but suddenly everyone that left the nine to five, especially in the US, see themselves as entrepreneurs. I used to say that entrepreneurs are anybody that created something new. It can be new for themselves, but it has to deal with, like you said, scale the business and a lot of time to find where are the opportunities and who are their customers. And something very beautiful is happening, that people are just building businesses around what they are one of a kind of or what they are very good at, and not necessarily businesses like we already have or like we used to have all these years. So it's interesting to see who. is an entrepreneur and uh, I guess an entrepreneur for me is anyone that uh, sees themselves as one and I want to ask you what would be your best advice to entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs about the connection with their customers about approaching their customers because the main issue of this podcast is focusing on your customer and uh, it's something that a lot of entrepreneurs, has some lack in and I would be happy to hear your advice. My job is to understand what challenges and problems and opportunities my customers have so that I can help them overcome or attain those. And what would be your best advice to any entrepreneur out there that has to approach their customers? I think I would do it with that in mind. So if I'm advising a business, I typically find that there are things about their customer they don't know. Yeah. A typical example in technology, I was working with a young technology company out of Manchester in England. Yeah. And um, they had a very firm belief that their technology was the main reason their customers bought their product. Hmm. Their website talked about their technology. Their staff talked about their technology. Yeah. But when I went out and I talked to their customers, so I selected their top 10 customers and I did interviews with each of them. Yeah. Each one of those 10 customers said that the technology was good, but the customer service they received was world class and that was the real differentiator. Wow. So understanding... what your customers' problems are and helping them to get over them yeah. is the way to be successful. And never assume, never assume that you understand why someone buys your mm. product. Ask them. I always say that marketing is seeing things from the customer's point of view. Yeah. You've met and you are meeting with quite a lot of entrepreneurs. Do you see anything that is quite common that you would... Um, advise them to do the same, to do differently, to uh, look for? Spend the time. Once you've got your company, so, so my experience has been once you get your company to a certain scale, yeah. the entrepreneurial skills that you possess 
which allow you yeah. to drive, to imagine, to create. Those skills are of less use to the company now because the company exists, mm -hmm. the company has processes, it has cycles, it has personnel, it has resources. Yeah. So your job as an entrepreneur should be outward facing. It should be understanding how, to, how, how the market operates, where the opportunities are, what products have to be developed. So I would like to see by entrepreneurs a much greater focus on the development of things like roadmaps, but not roadmaps about their product, roadmaps hmm. about the market. Hmm, I love that. Roadmaps about their customers. Hmm. If I would ask you about an advice for the people in the Scottish network, that's the way you call it? The Scottish network or the Scottish diaspora or how do you call it? We call it, we call it Scottish Business Network, so we call it SBN. Okay, so if you have to think of them, would you have another advice to them or you see them? Do you fear or do you see that there is something that actually separates or is unique? to the Scottish business managers? What we ask everyone within Scottish Business Network is one precise question. So the question is, we want to understand what your ask is. So what is the question you're trying to get answered? So in terms of customer interaction, the question might be, I wish to sell more products, so I want to meet engineering directors. And what we would say is that's not a specific enough ask. Hmm. So your ask has to be laser focused. Because with a, if, if my ask was that um, I wanted to meet um, engineering directors in Tel Aviv, <laughs> you would tell me there are hundreds of engineering directors in Tel Aviv, Russell. I don't know which ones to introduce you to. But if I wanted to say, I want to meet the engineering director of this specific company, you might be able to help me. Hmm. So that's why having a specific ask is so important. I agree with you, of course. I saw in uh, your profile in LinkedIn, this was the place that I first learned about you, that you very clearly talked about your why. Mm -hmm. And I agree, of course. So many times I find out, and I've been working in marketing with the big brands and leading brands for 21 years and then 12 years only with entrepreneurs. And what I found out with entrepreneurs that a lot of times they can tell me, I would like to visit, and you are, of course, you're right, they will ask to visit the engineers in uh, Tel Aviv or in Edinburgh. But a lot of times it will be because they somehow decided that they are their customers. And many times we found out after studying the market that it's not necessarily so. I think it's, it's quite challenging. I believe the mantra that the market is always right. Mm -hmm. So my job is to understand what the market needs. And there was a very interesting story in the paper yesterday. Yeah. And it was a, a company, I think, from Germany. Yeah. And they, the two young men had decided they wanted to start a company which shipped a subscription product Yeah. That was quite um, lightweight, so it was easy to mail. So they decided to go into the, um, the space with condoms. Yeah. So they were making condoms which were light and easy to ship. So that and then people would sign up and they would receive these on a, a monthly basis. Yeah. But the feedback they got when they listened to the market, they got asked a very similar question. A number of people said to them, 
are they vegan? Hmm. Are these vegan condoms? And because a number of people had asked this, the two young men started to explore and understand what was actually, what, what was, was there something in the condom that made, meant it wasn't vegan? And they discovered it was. So they remanufactured the lubricants that went into the, into the product to make sure they were vegan. Hmm. And now they're the world's largest producer of vegan condoms and are making, hmm. are, are turning over millions of dollars. So that was about understanding what the market needs and not assuming that you know the answers. I love that. And I agree, of course. You've been in business for many years and I know because I read some and we'll talk about it in a minute that you've got successes. But I would like to ask you first to share with us your biggest or almost the biggest, most critical failure with customers. <laughs> If you can, it can be the one that affected your entrepreneurial journey or your business journey the most or almost the most. My, my biggest feeling Yeah. Is, and it, it's, it's a common thread. It's when I talk too much. So <laughs> my, my success is when I spend more time listening. Do you have a specific story? Do you have any story about failure that you really failed? Because a lot of times entrepreneurs that didn't reach what they want yet seem to think that those who are successful entrepreneurs succeed in everything they do. And I want, if you can, to tell a story about a failure with a customer. Do you have any of these? I have a, an answer, and this is a completely true answer. Sure. So I have experienced multiple failures yeah. in my career where things have not turned out the way I would have wished, sometimes very negatively. But I have... developed a technique which is now described I think as resilience yeah so, so I have the ability to today to have the terrible failure and tomorrow morning when I waken up that's behast me and within a few days I cannot recall it hmm. so I could sit down with my wife here and she could tell you about some of my bigger failures in business mm -hmm. but I have managed to remove those from my memory and And it's not a coy answer, I'm being honest. So I have... I love that answer. First of all, it's the first one that I hear. There are people that look differently at failures, but uh, this one is a unique answer, and I love any true answer. There isn't the right or wrong, as you know. It's about how people are facing failures, and what you're telling me right now is how you developed yeah. for yourself the best yeah. way for you. To face failures so it's fantastic I, I don't think I developed it though I think it is an, an inherent ability that I've managed to nurture now it doesn't mean that I don't take the learning from the failure mm -hmm. I do adopt I do I, I do change my attitudes to avoid making the same mistake again but I don't carry with me the pain of the failure and I don't carry with me the resentment hmm. so I I'm very fortunate that if, if something goes wrong, I take responsibility. So I don't carry resentment. And I notice resentment is something that has destroyed so much value in so many companies. Hmm. I love the answer. I really love it. And it's the first time that I hear it that way. So I learned, I'm learning all the time, but I already learned something new um, about failures. 
I want to ask you if you can tell us the story of your greatest or most significant success as a result of the right customer focus or something that you did right about approaching your customers. It can be the Scottish uh, network as well. So my greatest success is to do with business and to do with networks. Yeah. Um, so I have three sons. My middle son was what we call in Scotland the black sheep. Yeah. So he, was, he, he left school with very few qualifications. Yeah. He was very unhappy. He hadn't enjoyed school at all. Hmm. And he got into a lot of trouble when he was 17 and 18. Yeah. And he, he couldn't manage to find a job. So I could have taken the approach as his father or his manager. I could have told him what to do. But instead, I used my network. So today, networks are incredibly important to every business. So I reached out to my network and I explained the fact that um, my son was available to work for them. I explained that my son would work for free and I would pay him. And I went out to my networks and I shared with them my pain. I had this problem. Would they help? So I asked them, my specific ask was to help my son. And someone came back and said, um, yeah. I run a small golf course in Scotland. I could take your son and he could yeah. come and be a junior greenskeeper with me. And I said, that would be great. So my young son at 19 started working on this golf course in Scotland in November. He had to rise every morning at 5.30 a.m. and he had to go out into the freezing dark and rain. During the first week, the first task they asked him to do was to clear dead rats from a drain. So this was a horrible task, but he did all this. Really? Oh. And by the end of that week, by the end of that week, my young son went to work whistling in the morning Hmm. because he had found what he wanted in life. He wanted to work alongside men in a hard, rugged environment. We then helped him to get a grant. I helped the company to get a grant so that they could hire him. They then took this young man and they trained him by putting on a training course. At 20, he arrived home with a letter from the Royal and Ancient Golf Club of St. Andrews in Scotland. And they said that, my son, this young man, had been given a position at a golf club in Sydney for six months wow. because he was doing well. <laughs> so he went to Sydney on his own for six months and he has subsequently worked around the world, continually getting better and continually be- gaining a reputation. Now, it's wonderful for me because there is a personal family success story. But the biggest thing to me was the fact that I reached out to my network with a specific ask and asked them to help. And they said, we would love to help. And I tell that story because there are so many entrepreneurs listening today who have a problem or a challenge and they're not telling anyone. They're creating enormous personal distress for themselves, their families, their employees. And they have to come out and they have to ask for help. I I love that so much. I think, first of all, the story is very exciting and different. And I really believe that everyone is one of a kind, at least one thing, if not more. And we should find that. 
But I also love what you are saying about ask, because it's so true. I had submitted Nair Jane from India. They said that when she has a problem, she's also going to her biggest competitors if they succeeded to do something which she didn't. Mm-hmm. She said, I'm asking all the way. I'm asking all the time. And I think you're right. I think we're talking a lot about the loneliness of entrepreneurs. And we are all connected today quite well, if not very well. And I think there are a lot of them are keeping this loneliness yeah. and not using what is handy for them. You can see much coming out on social media where people talk about this, but we have to remember that to a certain extent, being lonely is a selfish treat hmm. because as a human being, you took the decision to do that. I have found in my life that I have never felt better when I've taken a problem and I've gone to see someone and said, "I have this problem, would you help?" And you know what? No one ever laughs. Everyone goes, "Maybe this will help, or you should speak to this person. This network connectivity that is around us. For many people, they view it as the universe am um, supporting them and helping. Hmm. But it's about a network, and it's about asking for help. And we need to build that network, and we need to nurture that network. And the way we nurture that network is we're there to help other people. Hmm. So when a, a young lady from Israel asked me to take part in a podcast, hmm. that's a real privilege for me. And I'm delighted to, to try to help. You are helping me. Thank you so much. And yeah, I see it that way. And I believe we can always help each other. Yeah. Just today, I sent a thank you email for my um, fantastic guest that uh, the podcast went live today. And I just and usually I don't do that. I don't know. Perhaps I felt something from you before the interview, and I said, "If there's anything I can help you with, I'd love to." Yeah. Yeah, and usually some of the people really feel that they are helping me, and they are, and they really appreciate it. And it's great. An interesting question I get is, "Should I charge for the help that I give?" Hmm. I never charge. And to me, there's a, you know. I have to pay my mortgage, I have to feed my family. I have to take my holidays, so I need money. But what I find is that there is a natural journey in business whereby mm. I start by helping someone. Mm. I help them to do something and they overcome a challenge or they do a deal and they make money. So they probably want me to help them again. So then it seems sensible that they and I would enter a contractual agreement to help. And then I will commit more time and we will help more. And then we will get to know each other. And then there may be an opportunity to, you know, to join the board of that company to help. Hmm. That's right. And the other thing that I saw that, and fortunately, I managed to help a lot. And I think you are too, because we are out there and we have a lot of years. We saw a lot of things we can help with. And what I found out that those that I helped, Although they are not directly in my business or my world, they are providing a lot of opportunities just because they are so happy with me giving them help just because they needed it. So a lot of times it's, it's really worth and without asking for any uh, money, at the end of the day, I got a lot of money out of that. Yeah, brilliant example. What a great example to share. Hmm. 
the best or the most effective technological or digital tool that related to customer focus marketing or sales. However, I'm not looking for the last shiniest tool in the endless list. I'm looking for something that you use and really helps you to succeed. So for 25 years or 22 years, email has been the single most important technological tool I've used. <laughs> email has allowed me to communicate with people across the planet. Email has allowed me to open discussions, close discussions, document everything. Email allows me to amass a documentation library. It allows me to drive a network and communicate on a scale I could never imagine when I was a child. <laughs> But in the last year, yeah. email has stopped being my number one technology tool. Oh. It's been replaced by LinkedIn. <laughs> so LinkedIn was, was born as a career tool, a job board, a recruiter tool. But I believe in the last year, it has transformed into the single most useful piece of business technology. So I have, it has been a key facet in me building a, a global network. of um, interconnected Scottish diaspora members for Scottish Business Network. LinkedIn allows me to contact anyone. That's right. That's, That's how right. I contacted with you. Yeah. So, so there's no, there are misunderstandings with LinkedIn about rules. LinkedIn is basically a digitized version of real life. Hmm, so I love that. When I share content on LinkedIn, It's done, I, I, I built up this scenario, which was sharing content in LinkedIn is a bit like being in a Scottish pub in the 1970s. Oh. So in the 1970s, you would be, you would, I would be sitting at the bar with my friend. We would both have a pint of skull lager and we'd be reading the newspaper. <laughs> and at one point, I would reach over to my friend and I would say, look at this article. Isn't that interesting? Hmm. And he would read the article. And that, to me, is how LinkedIn works. Hmm. I share content, which is pieces of interesting news that I think will interest you. Now, I have built a community of people like you. So they are people who are interested in entrepreneurship. So if I share some interesting content about entrepreneurship, you may find that interesting. But what's a key as well is the fact that I build this profile of who I am on LinkedIn yeah. so that you can look at me and go, ah, Russell solves those problems. <laughs> so there's, there's no point in contacting me and asking me if I will, I will, um, I will build a boat because <laughs> there's no content there to say that I have any experience about building a boat. But there's a lot of content to say that I have experience about building a company. <laughs> Love it. So to me, the single most, and LinkedIn is massively underused. I agree. It just in, underused incredibly. I agree. And it, you don't, all you need to do is to sit down and try to work out how to use it. And I would urge everyone to develop their own personality. Hmm. You find their own voice on LinkedIn, not to use automated tools or, you know, schedule messages, but be their, be, be their own honest voice on LinkedIn. and tell us what they're really good at, because that's what we want to know. Hmm. I love that. I love, I mean, LinkedIn is, uh, is not 
both. Email as a tool and LinkedIn, we had these uh, answers, of course, because people are using them. But I never heard of LinkedIn as, a, in a way, a substitute to an email. And this is something that I have to think about. But it, in, it is uh-huh. interesting. And it's also, uh, j- just to interrupt, it's also just a moment in time. So today, this is true about LinkedIn. Tomorrow, it might be a different piece of technology because that's the world we live in today. Right. But for me, email has been so much more important than anything else. And then that is software application. Um, but then as um, uh, LinkedIn may change tomorrow, and I, I may not believe that anymore. Hmm. But at the moment, it is quite incredible what I've been able to achieve while sitting at my computer using that tool. And it's also allowed me to, to do what I want to do, which is to help others. I do agree. It's a wonderful tool. And there are so many possibilities there. And I know, I, I use LinkedIn quite a lot, but I still know that there are so many things I can do with LinkedIn and I can reach much more with it. And uh, I, I loved your call to uh, explore it and find out how we can use it better. Mm-hmm. You know, there are many factors that uh, actually uh, affect one's success. But I believe that for each of us, there is one factor that really helps them succeed, really made a difference. And I want to ask you, what is your one key success factor? So I believe that um, as a human being, my role on this earth is to go on a journey to understand who I am. Hmm. So that, that's the journey I'm going on. So the stage I'm at in that journey, to, you know, and, and to help other people and to make the world better and to, to do the things that we would imagine are the correct things to do. But it's yeah. really a journey about, you know, there's us. Hmm. We live within this shell. So one of the, the key strength I've got, I think, is honesty. So one of the key challenges I see for people, particularly entrepreneurs, is the ability to be honest with ourselves. Because hmm. we tend to, so when we look at the businesses I'm involved in, I have to be very honest about where the business actually stands and what has to be done and I have to do whatever changes have to be made with complete honesty. But that has to start with me being honest myself hmm. and understanding what's driving me. Hmm. So I think it's quite, quite strange. So my, my, I think my key success factor is this understanding of honesty. Hmm. And it's honesty that helps me to see much clearer what other people want to try and achieve. Wow. It's a beautiful answer. And my last question before I'll ask you what is the best way to connect with you is my mountain question. And as my listeners already know, I've been imagining this journey of taking a possession in the mind of the customer and building this awareness first and then the know, like and trust and then building a brand in the mind of the customers or consumers. I always imagine it as climbing a mountain, step after step after step and then climbing to another peak and at some point I started to ask my guests and that's what I'm asking you whether you ever climbed the mountain or 
wished to climb a mountain or do you have any relationships with mountains at all? And yes, it can be either a physical mountain, literally a mountain, or the metaphorical answer. So, so the answer is yes. <laughs> if I look at the, um, the customers that I have with Scottish Business Network, yeah. so these are our, our members, you know, the people who do subscribe to our service, yeah. and the people in our community around the world. Yeah. So my mountain is to continually keep on climbing to enhance the service I deliver to help them, to bring them value. And what's wonderful about climbing a mountain is that you never know where the next step is going to take you. Hmm. So as you climb that mountain and your your shoe spikes hmm. dig into the mountain, you have to assume that you're on a firm footing. Hmm. You have to assume that when you lift your next foot, you're going to be steady. And every now and then you fall. Every now and then your foot will slip and you'll have to frantically try to get a grip again to stay on that mountain. Mm-hmm. And that's the journey that I see in the, in, in the businesses I build is you're continually trying to climb, continually trying to make something better. Mm-hmm. And what's wonderful about it is it never comes to an end. You never reach, I don't believe you ever reach the peak of the mountain. Right just have the awesome delight in every day making that next step and climbing. Hmm. Yes, I do agree. It's beautiful about that. And Russell, I'm enjoying this conversation so much. And I would like to ask you, what is the best way to connect with you for any of our listeners that would like to be in touch? Um, Well, I'm contactable through LinkedIn. Yeah. So I'm Russell Dalglish, or if someone wants to send me an email, it's russell at sbn.scot, and I'm on Twitter at Russell Exalta. And of course, we will have all these links in the show notes of this show. And are we shouting out to all the Scottish people that listening to uh, be in touch? Oh, I would love to hear from as many Scottish people as possible. Hmm. There's, there's a, 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 a great person who helps us a lot with Scottish Business Network called Kingsley Aikens from Dublin. Yeah. And Kingsley says that everyone has a sense of belonging. Hmm. They want to belong somewhere. Wow. And what we would say is if you're Scottish and have an interest in business, come and join us. We're here if you want to be, become, you, you want to answer your belonging by joining us. That's fantastic, and I'm sure a few Scottish will join you, and I already have one in mind. Excellent. Russell, I would like to thank you so much. It has been a pleasure and very interesting, and thank you so much for this conversation. Thank you, now. Hmm. Thanks, and thanks for helping me, and just take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. And for you, our listeners, until the next time, It all goes down to this. You either reach or miss. Keep reaching your goals and vision. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur. You can find all the information, links, and resources that was mentioned at the show in our website, reachormiss.com. See you next week.